The summer of Nick Fury continues here in Burstild as Secret Invasion has released its second episode on Disney Plus, and Nick Fury's adventure is starting to intensify more deeper and more dangerous. I'll be recapping episode two of Secret Invasion here in Burstild. But first, let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Dild. I'm Rose Brandon, and for this episode of Bruce Dild, the summer of Nick Fury continues as I recap Marvel's Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion, in where Nick Fury goes on a quest to save the world from a hostile Skrull invasion. And for this episode of Bruce Dild, I'll be recapping episode two of Secret Invasion. Before I begin, though, here is a beer pairing for this episode of Bruce Dild and for episode two of Secret Invasion. That beer is called Two Star Italian Pilsner from Addie's Brewing Company in Sacramento, California. Two Star Italian Pilsner is a Italian-style Pilsner with a little bit of dry hopping, making a slightly bitter Pilsner where bitterness doesn't overwhelm. It has a nice clear coloring to it with a very refreshing taste. I would definitely call this a session-style beer that's perfect for the summer season and also for the summer of Nick Fury. I first had this Italian Pilsner over at the Addie's Brewing Tap Room in Sacramento. It comes on tap or in 16-ounce can with an ABV of 5%. That beer is called Two Star Italian Pilsner from Addie's Brewing Company in Sacramento, California. A nice good summer beer with a good Good taste to it, showing an excellent product from the Sacramento craft beer scene. So let's go to recap Secret Invasion Episode 2 from Disney Plus. If you've not seen Secret Invasion and you want to watch the show, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Episode 2 of Secret Invasion from Disney Plus starts off with Nick Fury on the run after the events in Moscow after the failed attempt to stop the bombing, which was led by Gravik's Skrull faction. Just before this, though, we do get a scene at the very beginning of the episode where Fury first met Gravik when Gravik was just a child. And in this scene, Fury tries to meet with Gravik, but Gravik also seems leery and distrustful of Fury at the same time, and also very skeptical. So we definitely do learn in this scene that Gravik never really liked Fury, nor did he ever trust Fury, as he seemed to have the foresight that Fury's promise was doomed to fail. But also, Fury also did appear skeptical of Gravik at the same time as well, but not in a bad way. It was because of Gravik's age and youth. Although Fury was assured that Gravik did show a lot of potential in terms of leadership and also talent that could also help Fury. It was definitely a very nice scene showing Gravik meeting Fury for the very first time many years ago, but also did show the origins of their conflict, which I believe is partially because of Fury and his failed promise, but also because of Gravik's leeriness and distrusting nature. So when I look at the origin of the conflict between Fury and Gravik, I think both of them had a role in this conflict, which was years in the making. Fury does find himself now a fugitive by the Russians and also by the United States. He escapes on a train with Talos, and where Talos and Fury on the train do start off by having a very nice back and forth in this conversation between Talos and Fury, we do learn more about Fury's backstory and his childhood and what drives him in his mission to help the Skrulls. However though, it doesn't end well as it ends up in an argument between Fury and Talos and where Talos leaves a train leaving Fury on his own. Fury eventually ends up in London to receive the body of Maria Hill after her body was returned from Russia after being killed in a previous episode. I just still can't get over the fact that Maria Hill died in the last episode. She was a staple for the Marvel Cinematic 
Cinematic Universe and Nick Fury's go-to person. Because Maria Hill was Nick Fury's most valuable ally, and now she's gone, leaving Nick Fury all alone on this earth. Nick Fury does meet Maria Hill's mother, and she's very angry about her death, and blames Nick Fury for what happened. Fury tries to come to understanding with her, but it fails. This further shows that Fury's definitely alone on his mission, and the loved ones of his former colleagues, such as Maria Hill, are definitely not fans of Nick Fury, and also very skeptical of him at the same time. This also includes Rhodes, which I'll get to later. But going back to Gravik, in this episode, Gravik really does show a lot of leadership for the Skrulls, even though he is indeed the villain. But Gravik's also driven by anger in this episode, but we just don't know the origins of that anger. We definitely got hints of it early in the episode when Gravik was a child, and when he first met Nick Fury. So I definitely do believe there's something about Nick Fury and Nick Fury's promise, which made Gravik the villain he is in this series. Gravik further solidified his leader of Skrulls by taking over their Skrull Council and basically a silent coup. He was meeting with world leaders who represent NATO and other European powers who are now turned against the United States given the events of Russia. But here's the key. These are Skrulls and not the actual allies of the United States. They're all Skrulls who are now aiding Gravik in his quest to conquer the Earth and to destroy the human race. The scene with Gravik meeting with the Skrull Council really does show the influence that Gravik does have and he really doesn't have to do much to obtain their support in order to solidify his power over the Skrulls. There is one person though on the Skrull Council who doesn't believe Gravik and does not support Gravik. She silently leaves. Gravik does not oppose her and lets her leave by saying no harm will come to her. We later learn the Skrull who left the Council is also a spy for Talos and gives Talos very valuable information about Gravik's plan. Talos makes a request to meet Gravik in person, and whereas Ally recommends not doing that by saying Gravik is indeed too dangerous. But Talos does insist by saying that meeting with Gravik is indeed the best course of action. This all comes after Talos falling out with Nick Fury, as Nick Fury is doing his own thing right now, but Talos is also committed to stopping hostile scrolls from conquering the Earth. For the current moment though, he just wants to talk with Gravik. How that'll go yet remains to be seen. There's also a lot of tensions between the United States and Russia in this episode, given the events that happened a Russian earlier episode, which was Gravik's main goal. This all comes down to Colonel Rhodes, and where later in the episode, Colonel Rhodes, who's now working for the President of the United States, finds himself testifying to several leaders of European nations about the events in Russia, as because what happened to Russia now has Europe turned against the United States and sided with Russia. Rhodes testifies, but also does explain he does not know the whereabouts of Nick Fury, even though he does. This doesn't sit well with the European Council, as they want answer from Rhodes, but Rhodes Rhodes is not giving those answers. It's then later in the episode where Fury and Rhodes meet at a tavern and where Rhodes makes it clear that he is not on Fury's side. He actually wants Fury to stop doing what he's doing right now and to just retire and also get out of the superhero game. Fury doesn't listen to this and it's also known that Rhodes wants to take Fury in, probably into custody to place Fury under arrest. During their conversation, Fury tells Rhodes about the secret invasion by the Skrulls and Rhodes doesn't seem to really know about it, although he did tell Fury that he was aware of a Skrull project many years ago about a possible invasion of the current planet Earth, which is known to Rhodes, but not to Fury. Also, he does suggest to Fury to call the Avengers, but Fury does not want to call the Avengers and bring the Avengers into this conflict for one simple reason, that is, the Skrulls, given their shape-shifting abilities, could assume the identities of the Avengers and also make the Avengers look bad, using the word terrorist to describe the Skrulls' intentions in order to make 
make the Avengers look like terrorists when actually they're not. So Fury does not want to call the Avengers into this for their own protection, as Fury makes it known to Rose that this is Fury's fight, and that Fury will fight the Skrulls alone if he has to, without the help of the Avengers. But also, where are the Avengers in this episode, and what is the status of the Avengers? We really just don't know right now what happened to the Avengers after the events of Endgame. They're all scattered right now, the Avengers have not fought together since the events of Endgame, so we really do not know right now what is the status of the Avengers, and who exactly right now is a member of the Avengers. We do have Sam, Bucky, Hawkeye, Hulk, and Thor out there, and also Ant-Man, but just exactly where are the Avengers now, and what is their status, and if Fury did indeed call the Avengers, who will show up as a member of the Avengers? That there's a loose end we just don't know about right now, we probably will not get an answer about this in the series, although there will be surprise cameos that have yet to be disclosed. When Rhodes does try to take Fury into custody, Fury overpowers the guard of Rhodes and just leaves. Rhodes just sits there, not making it known that he's going to stop Fury, and he lets Fury walk out of the tavern by saying to Fury that it's Fury's loss. This really is a different Rhodes in this series, and also, this conversation between Rhodes and Fury was really weird because this is a different Rhodes. He's not on Fury's side, he's making it known he will not side with Fury in his fight against the Skrulls, as Rhodes wants to stop Fury and support the President of the United States, who's clearly against Nick Fury. I just can't stand this right now because I wanted Rhodes and Fury to stand together in the series. I still think that's going to happen later in the series, that Rhodes will assume the armor of War Machine and also help Nick Fury in his fight against the Skrulls. But right now they're at conflict, and it's not a very good one as well because this series doesn't make Rhodes very likable as a character and also as a person. He's pretty much just a flat out pain in the ass and trying to stop Nick Fury when Nick Fury's trying to do the right thing to help the human race and save the planet Earth from a secret Skrull invasion. And also, Fury does have the right intentions to not call the Avengers, but I still do ask, where are the Avengers, who are the Avengers right now, and who exactly is a member of the Avengers? Later in the episode, Sonya does have an interrogation with a Skrull, but also, is Sonya actually a Skrull, or is she a not a Skrull? Right now, the jury's out on that right now. It was a very effective interrogation scene. Sonya's trying to get information about the secret invasion, but I do wonder, is Sonya a Skrull who's trying to assume the post that Gravik does have? Gravik right now is the leader of the Skrull invasion, but maybe Sonya wants that job, so probably she's leading her own clandestine mission to assume the leadership of the Skrull Council behind Gravik's back. So maybe Sonya is indeed a Skrull who's just trying to stage a coup against Gravik, or maybe she does have the right intentions to scrap the Skrull invasion, but probably in her own way, and also separate from Nick Fury's quest. At the end of the episode, after leaving Rhodes and getting away from Rhodes, Fury goes to his home, and we do meet Fury's wife, who is at home, but also in a twist, Fury's wife, Priscilla, is a Skrull. She's a Skrull in her home, chopping vegetables, waiting for Fury to get home, and when Fury gets home, she assumes her shape as a human. So right now, it's unclear whether Priscilla's Skrull identity is actually known to Fury. Does Fury know his wife is a Skrull? That there we do not know because Fury has yet to see her in her Skrull form. So maybe Fury's wife is working against him by being an inside source for the Skrulls. But if she is, why doesn't she just attack Nick Fury when they're all alone? Maybe she's doing it for a different reason we have yet to see about. But also, it is unclear if Fury does know if his wife is indeed a Skrull, and what kind of surprise she'll be in store once she makes that known, if indeed doesn't know that she is a Skrull. And that there's how the episode ends. So overall, it's a really good episode, showing the consequences of Fury's failed promise to the Skrulls, and how jaded many of the Skrulls are against Fury, and how the Skrulls right now, with Gravik's leadership, are now going on their own to stage a hostile invasion of planet Earth led by Gravik, all due to Nick Fury's failed promise. Nick Fury is starting to see the consequences of his actions, he's all alone in this world, this very brave new world in a post-endgame world that is not under the threat of a Skrull invasion. This is definitely not Ultron or a Thanos kind of threat, this is a different kind of threat that is already on planet
planet Earth, and also hiding in plain sight. But Fury's a smart guy, he's a capable leader, he's the ultimate badass, he'll definitely stop this invasion. Just how he'll do so remains to be seen. But I love this episode, but it's also a very good episode, a lot of good acting, good character moments, and good scenes with good dialogue, while also showing the consequences of Fury's failed promise of the Skrulls, and just how those promises, those failed promises actually, and are coming back to haunt Nick Fury. So now here are my questions and observations from episode 2 of Secret Evasion. Their first one is, how will Fury and Talos reconcile? I definitely do think that Fury and Talos are going to reconcile later in the series. Right now they had a fallen out in this episode, on that train ride, where they had an argument, where Talos left the train, leaving Nick Fury behind. Although Talos is still trying to stop the invasion, although he does want to meet Gravik, probably because of Talos' daughter, as Talos wants to try to get his daughter away from Gravik. As for Fury, he's trying to stop the secret invasion in his own style. But I do believe that Talos and Fury will reconcile later in the series. I just don't know how that will happen, but I definitely do think it will. They both have a long-standing alliance, a very strong friendship, a very strong history together that we first saw in Captain Marvel a few years ago. But right now, they're on the outs, but I definitely do see them reconciling, just how they will remains to be seen. And also, will Rhodes stay against Fury? I don't think Rhodes is going to stay against Fury. I think something's going to happen where Rhodes goes on Fury's side in the form of War Machine to help Fury fight the Skrull invasion. I just don't know how that's going to happen yet, but I hope it happens because right now, Rhodes in the series is just a flat out a fucking asshole. I really can't stand Rhodes in the series. I love Rhodes from past movies in the MCU, but right now Rhodes, he's just kind of acting like a villain against Fury in this series, and I just can't stand it. I mean, it's a flat out piece of bullshit here, the way Rhodes is treating Fury. So I definitely think Rhodes is going to side with Fury later in the series. How that happened remains to be seen. So we have Talos and Rhodes, two former Nick Fury allies who are now against Fury. Talos most likely will come to help Nick Fury. Rhodes, I think he will, but also he probably won't. But also Rhodes does have a feature in the MCU, because we're going to see Rhodes in Armor Wars in the future of the MCU. So Rhodes does have a feature in the MCU, which is why I believe it's going to help Nick Fury later in the series. And also, we got a major easter egg in this episode, which is part of Skrull's project that popped this machine the Skrulls are building to make the Skrulls even stronger. Gaia saw on a computer DNA samples from several MCU entities, such as Groot from the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Frost Beast from Thor to Dark World, and Call Obsidian, a member of Thanos Black Order from Avengers Infinity War, and also the extremists from Iron Man 3. All of these DNA samples are in a scroll computer we saw in the episode, which is part of Skrull's secret project in their secret invasion. I can't wait to see what this turns into, but I definitely do believe that Gravik is building his DNA samples to make the Skrulls even stronger by giving them special enhanced abilities to aid them in their invasion of the planet Earth. It's definitely a very nice easter egg in this episode, showing all these MCU entities and easter eggs from past MCU projects, which are now in Secret Invasion. And also the acting was very valuable as well. I love the acting this episode, the character moments, the dialogue, very nice one-on-one -on -one moments. It's very effective, and I definitely do believe that even though this is just episode 2, that Secret Invasion should definitely get some Emmy nominations and even awards for the valuable acting in this episode. I really love how the characters portrayed themselves in this episode and how they really interact with one another, showing the emotions and the passion they have for their cause and their mission. Very excellent. For my last one, that is, the special cameos we'll see in this series. There has been talk and also hints that we're going to see major cameos in Secret Invasion. The question is, who will they be? I definitely do think we're going to see Captain Marvel and other members of the Marvels in this series as part of those cameos to help Nick Fury. But also, could we see some members of the Avengers? And if so, who? We already got Rhodes, but could we see Hawkeye, Thor, Ant-Man, Hulk? Probably not. But I do wonder, who will be these major cameos in Secret Invasion and what role will they play? And also, will they help Nick Fury? Could the secret cameos be villains or heroes? That there, we just don't know. There is one cameo, though, 
I definitely do think we could probably see, and that is Sharon Carter from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was her last appearance in the MCU. I definitely do believe there's a strong possibility that Sharon Carter might appear in Secret Invasion, because do remember, at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, she made that phone call to somebody, saying she's going to get them access to big-time weapons and also influence around the world. But we don't know who she was talking to. Could she be talking to the Skrulls? And could Sharon Carter be a Skrull? That there's a possibility that Sharon Carter is probably a Skrull, even though I do doubt it. But it could also be a cameo we could see in Secret Invasion, where maybe Sharon Carter is actually a Skrull. But also, if she is, where is the real Sharon Carter? But I definitely do think it's a wild card right now, and a very bold prediction making right now, that we could see Sharon Carter as one of those cameos in Secret Invasion, who could be working with the Skrulls as a Skrull herself, or maybe Sharon Carter is working with Sonya. The possibilities of a Sharon Carter cameo in Secret Invasion are indeed endless. Will it happen? I don't know, but don't be surprised if she does appear. But I definitely look forward to seeing who these cameos will be. It definitely has a lot in store here for Secret Invasion as we go into the next four episodes in this limited series from Disney+. But also, excellent episode. An amazing world that Nick Fury is dealing with right now on his own, and given his age, he's definitely still kicking ass. I still can't get over the events of Maria Hill though. When Agent Maria Hill died in episode 1, I just can't still get past that. Her death was very shocking, very tragic, and we never saw it coming. It's definitely a prime example of the power of the series, and the many surprises it has in store. So we'll see what happens in episode 3 of Secret Invasion, as Nick Fury tries to save the Earth from a Skrull invasion. But definitely here's one thing, he definitely can't trust no one, and there are many surprises in store. For now though, that is where I'll leave it. And, in the meantime, that should do it for me on this episode of Bruce Stilled. Please do, tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast on your Zard Podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Also, do check out this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast over on Instagram. Do stay tuned for future recaps of Secret Evasion, craft beer topics, guest interviews, and more. Also, in the summer months, do enjoy good craft beer bourbon whiskey. I'm Hills Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next time. Now, until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Uh-huh.